Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the Choose Your Own Adventure style books from the 1985 year of Transformers uh, Find Your Fate Jr. and Young Corgi. And today, we're taking a look at three more Find Your Fate Jr. stories right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 48 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, and today we are finding our fate, Junior, uh, going through books four through six of the Transformers Find Your Fate Junior series. Um, we did the first uh, first and third books of this series uh, along with uh, one of the, one or two of the Young Corgi books uh, from the UK which work in the similar vein uh, a few episodes back and um, these episodes are a lot of work but they turn out to be a lot of fun because uh, there is all sorts of crazy stuff in these stories and uh, we actually did one of the Young Corgi books as a Patreon exclusive episode so if you like this episode and you want to hear a little bit more about one of the uh, young Corgi books called Dinobot War swing on by to our patreon patreon.com slash tfu info uh, you can sign up there for as little as one dollar and that'll get you uh, early access to this podcast there's also levels uh, that give you access to exclusive podcasts videos and all sorts of other things uh, and in fact this whole episode was made possible today's episode uh, because of the Patreon, I was able to, uh, couldn't find these books online, uh, anywhere other than just, uh, some titles and the, the TF wiki descriptions of what went on. And I was able to buy, uh, a set off of eBay of these books, uh, to do for review. So let's get right into it with book number four, Earthquake by Anne Matthews, art by William Schmidt. Now, William Schmidt did all of the art for the Find Your Fate Junior books, so uh, for more on him, uh, refer back to the previous episode on Find Your Fate Junior. Uh, Anne Matthews, I couldn't find much on her, but she may be um, an author by a different name, Anne M. Martin, or Anne Matthews Martin, creator of a children's book series called The Babysitter's Club. Uh, now, I don't have any confirmation these are the same person, uh, but the her biography, her age, her um, where she worked at the time of this book uh, being published and, and such uh, kind of puts her in the right range to be Anne Matthews as a pen name. Uh, so take uh, from that what you will. Now, this one starts out with the uh, Autobots enjoying a quiet day. Sunstreaker, he's polishing himself. Braun is working out with, quote, special circuitry building equipment. And uh, Mirage uh, talks about his ability to project himself where he isn't. And this is uh, another use of, I believe it's the Transformers Universe profiles, the original Marvel profiles, that uh, Mirage can project himself and create an actual mirage as opposed to his invisibility uh, techniques uh, from the cartoon. And uh, we will see Mirage's ability, I think, in all three of these books, at least in two of them, uh, including this one. And uh, Prime decides to give Beachcomber the day off. So Beachcomber goes for a drive in the countryside. Uh, while there, there's an earthquake. Rumble, the red one, uh, and he's red because we see him on the cover, is... Uh, practicing his uh, rumbling 
Now, has uh, Beachcomber stumbled on something? Uh, there's a hidden Decepticon base. Uh, now, he's afraid he might forget the location, but should he go back to Autobot headquarters, or should he sneak into the base himself? So we're going to start with him heading back to Autobot headquarters. He tells Optimus, Optimus sends Beachcomber with Powerglide and Wind Charger. Uh, should they go in through the front door, or should they find another way in? Um, hmm. We're going to go with going through the front door for this portion, and we'll double back and follow all the uh, possibilities here. Uh, Windcharger storms in, and he is crushed by the closing doors. Uh, this causes Rumble, the red one, to uh, cause an earthquake, destroying the base, and the, blo the, and the Autobots plan to come back for Windcharger. The end. <laughs> okay, so maybe they should have found another way in. What happens when you find another way in? Uh, you find a small cave opening uh, on the other side of the uh, rock surface. Uh, ends up in a storage room uh, inside the Decepticon headquarters. Now you have a number of decisions you can make. There's actually three choices here. You can uh, follow Windcharger, who's going to go back to the storage room that they found initially, and go down uh, a secondary corridor. Uh, you can have Beachcomber go with Powerglide, who is going down the corridor you see off at the beginning, or you can have Beachcomber go off on his own. Now, if you uh, have Beachcomber go to the storeroom with Windcharger, uh, you find a doorway and you hear Decepticons. Uh, you can decide to go back or you can decide to go in. If you go in, you find out there is a code. Uh, the code is a bunch of uh, words uh, just parsed out incorrectly in the book. Um, uh, it says push red button, um, <laughs> but uh, all the spaces are in the wrong spot. So uh, if you can crack the code, uh, you find out the code is push red button. You find Megatron's uh, chamber and someone is coming. Uh, you hide with uh, Beachcomber and Windcharger, and Megatron arrives in this chamber. You capture him and end the war. Uh, the end. Okay, so uh, we're going to stop this podcast here and never talk about Transformers again, or we can go back. And uh, if you can't crack the code, uh, you try Windcharger's magnetism to open the door. Uh, it makes some noise, and you hide. You get caught by Megatron. Megatron um, kills Windcharger and Beachcomber, uh, and then forces Powerglide to take him to uh, Autobot headquarters. There, he kills all of the Autobots except Optimus Prime, deciding to convert him to a weapon instead. Uh, Prime uh, will not uh, be converted into a weapon for the Decepticon, he blows up Autobot headquarters and everyone in it. The end. All right. Or <laughs> you could uh, go back without Windcharger, and that's uh, where we'll go back to. Uh, you can go back without Windcharger uh, and find something else to do with Beachcomber, and you'll get found by Powerglide. And this leads you to the exact same spot that if you had gone with power glide initially and from there you hear Decepticon voices you hear that uh, 
Megatron has plans to uh, kill all the humans with a uh, new MacGuffin called the Destruction Beam. He plans to destroy uh, Center City, which is where the Autobots base is near in Oregon. So you bring all this information back to Optimus, and there are two competing plans. One, we can send two teams out. They're going to send two teams out either way. Uh, the primary team can either go to the Decepticon base or to Center City, uh, with the secondary team going to the other location. Uh, if you send the primary team to the Decepticon base, the Autobots raid the base. They stop the beam at its source. Optimus, quote, maims a Megatron uh, with a shot to the arm. And uh, Optimus then gets Megatron to lead uh, himself, Beachcomber, and Inferno into his lab. There, Prime destroys the uh, beam machine. Most of the Decepticons are, quote, permanently maimed. Megatron is captured, but returned for some of the Autobot prisoners from the Center City battle. Now, if you had sent the primary team to Center City to stop Rumble, the red one, from causing the earthquake that will sink the city into the destruction beam, uh, you take a ride. And uh, one of the people taking the ride is Optimus Prime. The other uh, in that group is Cosmos, who is riding inside of Optimus's trailer. Now, Cosmos is not happy uh, being in the trailer. Uh, he wants out. Uh, so you're left to pull over to the side of the road and have a discussion with Cosmos. Now, you can either send Cosmos to uh, spy on what's going on back at the uh, Fortress base with the smaller team, or he can stay inside of Optimus on the way to Center City. If you send him to spy, um, he has a hard time finding Smokescreen's team at the Fortress. Uh, he overhears Soundwave and Starscream plotting to assassinate Megatron. Uh, just then, he gets caught by Megatron. Now, you tell Megatron this. Now, you get to choose whether or not Megatron believes him. If Megatron does believe him, then he attacks Soundwave and Starscream at the Decepticon base. Uh, there are sympathizers on both sides, and a huge Decepticon battle ensues. Cosmos runs into Sunstreaker within the base. Uh, they stop the meme from attacking Center City, and they turn the beam onto Decepticon headquarters. Now, if Megatron chooses not to believe Cosmos, the Autobots end up surrounded by Decepticons. Uh, the battle between the smaller group, the Autobots and Decepticons, delays the Autobots from stopping the beam, and Central City, uh, Center City, excuse me, is destroyed. And those are your endings in that front. Now, if you decide to stay inside of Optimus with Cosmos, the Autobots pick up Sparkplug and must enter uh, Center City, either as vehicles or as robots. If you go in as vehicles, Starscream leads them to the mayor of the city. The city becomes a ghost town because he gets evacuated. The bots uh, storm an empty city and defeat the Decepticons and make friends with the humans. Now, if you enter this city as robots, you cause an incredible panic. It takes too long to corral the humans. The destruction beam and rumble, the red one, destroy the city, and everyone dies. The end. Now, those are our options for a big chunk of this, and uh, there was a couple things we skipped, so let's double back. Um, back to the point where you have to make uh, one of three decisions with Beachcomber. 
the third choice is to go off on your own. Now, if, if you're Beachcomber and you go off on your own, you get caught by Dirge. You get dismembered by Dirge. He removes Beachcomber's, quote, memory tape. Uh, Windcharger and Powerglide get caught by uh, Megatron, and Megatron orders Buzzsaw to do something ghastly to them. There, they set a trap for Optimus Prime and kill all the Autobots. The end. Yes, do not let Beachcomber go off on his own. Alright, now doubling back a little bit more. Now this is the other diversion of the story, and this goes all the way back to when Beachcomber finds the Decepticon base. Uh, he decides to sneak into the base. That's your other option. Uh, you do so, and he hears, and he hears human voices. He decides to investigate those voices. Turns out it is Buster and Jesse outside. Yes, Jesse, Buster's girlfriend from the comics, uh, makes an appearance in these books. Uh, they found a Decepticon base and overheard plans of the Decepticon. They get caught by Ramjet and Ramjet steals Jesse. Now you have two options here. You can either get help or you can go back to uh, the fortress and try to rescue Jesse. If you go back to the fortress, <laughs> um, you find a secret entrance. And you hear more voices. Now, you can either follow the voices or you can hide. Now, if you follow those voices, you find Jessie uh, in a jail. But uh, the Autobots get her free and she escapes. Uh, at the Autobot base, Mirage has a plan. Uh, they head back to the Decepticon fortress. And uh, Mirage lures out Buzzsaw with a hologram. Uh, as he removes the guard from the entrance. The Autobots uh, follow him in to the lab and blow up the beam. Now, if you decided to hide, you then get caught by thrust. Uh, and you are forced by thrust uh, to watch Center City's destruction before Megatron kills you and Beachcomber, or kills Buster and Beachcomber. All right. Now, if we double back, this is the last couple of sets of outcomes here, is if we um, decide to go get help after Ramjet steals Jesse. So, doubling back, um, if you when you get caught by Ramjet and he steals Jesse, you can decide to get help. Uh, and uh, that's one of the other choices. And if you do that, you get, end up back at Autobot headquarters. Um, the Autobots roll to save Jesse. And here... You have a choice to either go full rush into uh, the base or to uh, be quiet about it. And to do so, you have to pick a number, odd or even. If you pick odd, you end up sneaking in using a passageway. Uh, the Autobots enter and are attacked by the Decepticons. Uh, Sunstreaker is hit. And uh, you end up with a choice of hallways, left or right. And in order to get to those, you have to flip a coin. Uh, if you flip a coin heads, you end up in the right hallway. Uh, you find Jessie, and she leads you to a lab. Turns out, this is all a Decepticon trap. Jessie is working with the Decepticons, uh, and the Autobots end up locked up and captured. If the coin lands on Tails... 
you catch the Decepticons, you destroy the beam, and uh, the Decepticon army is decimated. Now, doubling back to picking a number, if you picked an even number, uh, you decide to go for a full-on rush, but before you do, Beachcomber starts a huge anti-war speech uh, as you're about to attack. It gives Megatron enough time to notice what's going on and order the Autobots to surrender. The Autobots lose, and the city is destroyed. But that is not the last outcome. We have one more outcome, and that goes back to uh, when you hear the voices outside. You have that choice to either investigate the voices outside or uh, continue through the side passage into the base before you meet uh, Buster and Jesse. And if you do that, if you continue in, you get uh, Beachcomber caught by Buzzsaw. Uh, He then gets dismembered by Scrapper. Uh, They scan his brain and they rebuild him. But Hook and Mixmaster are idiots and they put the uh, memory chip in wrong and send Beachcomber back to Autobot base, rebuilt and perfectly okay. And that is the other ending (laughs) here as the Autobots are victorious uh, because they have a head start on the plan. And so that is all the outcomes for the story Earthquake. So that brings us to Book 5, Desert Flight by Jim Razzie, art by William Schmidt. And uh, Jim Razzie was a children's writer in the 80s, wrote many uh, Disney choose-your-own-adventure books, uh, as well as the uh, Star Trek Puzzle Manual, which was a New York Times bestseller. Uh, Also worth noting, the uh, cover art on this uh, features Cosmos and Laserbeak, and Dirge, and uh, Dirge, the cone head, is drawn with his cone uh, swung backwards, so not as a cone head. And uh, that's actually how all the cone heads are drawn in uh, robot mode in these books. Now, the first paragraph of this the story really does, uh, really struck me. Uh, it, it certainly moves uh, a bit. So here it is. Lonely Mountain Road is quiet and deserted as morning fog rolls in and covers its black surface. Suddenly, the roar of powerful engines shatter the silence. From around a bend, the cab of a tractor trailer crashes through the foggy mist. It's Optimus Prime. And <laughs> for more on this book, we're going to toss it over to my good friend, Gabriel Owens. The Salty Seaman. Hey folks, Salty Seaman here, doing another Find Your Fate Junior book. Uh, This one's called Desert Flight. Uh, This is after we step into the 86 toys. Uh, These books I remember, besides the one I reviewed last time, because that was the first one I had, the uh, the Sun Pack one. Uh, These ones I remember the most because I think I got them like second and third. I I think I got all the 86 ones before I went back and got all the 85 ones, and I don't a lot of them I don't remember other than the, I think it's the Rebellion of the Dinobots. Regardless, the I, I had a lot of fun with these. Uh, you know, again, I talking about like just the art, just even as a kid tickled me, you know, just the, the painstakingly toy accurate uh, designs, you know, just with a few changes to allow movement. You know, the cover, uh, Desert Flight, uh, it's a vast remote desert. You must confront and defeat the Decepticons. That's your selling subheader there. We got Cosmos getting uh, attacked by Laserbeak and uh, Thrust. Uh, Cosmos uh, says Cosmos has a, a couple of points of articulation added to his leg. 
Uh, plus his, his feet are separate. And same thing on Thrust. He's, uh, he's able to crouch. And it's always fun watching the art try to uh, do things the toy, you know, just physically could not accomplish. <laughs> Even if it had just, just, so they have to like, they really, they mess with the angles a little bit, little perspective issues. Kind of fun. Uh, so before I get to this, I'm going to uh, start, I'll read you the uh, back cover uh, summary, and then I'll summarize each uh, each section as I go, and then and give you the uh, choices we can take, and then we'll take all the paths. When a giant boom rocks the very ground where the Autobots are forming a convoy, Optimus Prime radios Cosmos, the Autobot spaceship. Cosmos picks up a strange signal. He discovers that the Decepticons have established a new base on a vast desert. What deadly plot do they have in mind now? Do the Autobots dare infiltrate the area? Only you can help the Autobots defeat the Decepticons. So we get uh, page one. We have a uh, drawing of uh, Optimus Prime. Talking about Lonely Mountain Road covered in fog. We suddenly see Prime burst through the fog. He's leading the Autobots uh, and his best scouts for on a fuel-finding mission south of home. They just reach the summit of the mountain when boom, tremendous explosion rocks the skies to the east. Then helpfully at the bottom says turn to page two because we are on page one and if they did not have that prompt, I do not know what we would do. We would possibly turn the book upside down and randomly flip through, hoping to find some semblance of continuity. So thank you. Find Your Fate Jr. for that very important uh, guide. Uh, the Autobots yell, hey, what's going on? Optimus Prime immediately just uh, figures out, sounds like one of Dirge's concussion missiles. They said, well, yeah, the Decepticons have been showing clues. They've been in the area for weeks. So they knew coming into this area that the Decepticons were active there. Uh, I love how Beachcomber describes it. Then our enemies, comma, the Decepticons, comma, must be near. Fantastic exposition. Uh, Beachcomber also points out this could be a trap. They're trying to lure us in, basically. And then the book says, turn to page 30. So a group of Autobots uh, see uh, Power Glide, who's also trying to uh, put on the brakes for the rest of them. Uh, unfortunately, uh, stalls out in midair, apparently. Though they're really going on uh, Power Glide being a, a, an A-10 Warthog here. Uh, in joke for those who get it. <laughs> and Smokescreen yells at him to pull out of it, nose up, wind charger adds. No time for Power Glide to pull up. He's only going to crash land. Man, uh, Ratch is behind on maintenance, apparently. Uh, we're definitely going to pull his qualls. Uh, anyways, and the book also confusingly now tells us to turn back to page 10. The uh, Why the first three uh, pages, which have no other options, don't just flow together I is very weird. But I guess it's like getting you used to having to flip back and forth, possibly. So when Charger uses his uh, special powers with his magnetic charges, manages to save Power Glide from a horrendous accident. Uh, Power Glide raises back to Prime, asking if he wants to get, ask him, ask him if he wants him to check out the explosion. And now we get jumping again to page sixty-five. Book has a lot, a lot of jumping around here. Prime says, "Don't worry about a Power Glide. We'll send Cosmos. He take, would probably like a break from space." He, Cosmos is excited. So then he comes down. He's looking for a Decepticon base. And he manages to find one. His first impulse is a Radio Prime, but then he wonders if he take a closer look. So here we get our first uh, bookmark. Uh, first, first choice. If you want to see Cosmos Radio Optimus Prime right away, turn to page 12. Decide he should take a closer look. Turn to page 41. So with the option of Radio Optimus Prime on 12, we go 
Uh, Prime telling the uh, Cosmos, stand by. Prime's going to turn around the convoy, and they're going to go take an attack on the Decepticon headquarters, which we are then prompted to turn to page 60. Autobots race towards uh, the uh, desert base. Prime tells him to slow down because he doesn't want to endanger anyone with speeding. I don't know if he means uh, other people on the road or the Autobots themselves, but there's a lot of potholes and rocks in the road, so they're getting kind of banged up. Beachcomber kind of likes it because he's a dune buggy, gets to uh, do a workout basically, and then suddenly Windcharger says, hey, I feel like I'm floating on air. It's not like the road's yet really smooth. And then Trailbreaker, Trailbreaker tells Windcharger, you are floating on air. We all are. And then we are prompted to turn to page 28. So Prime suspects there is a uh, anti-gravity gun of some sort uh, being affected on the area. They also look, uh, there's a, a group of townsfolk nearby. They're all floating in the air. You know, he knows that they're pretty much safe somehow. I mean, I guess if the gravity turns off, they're all going to fall and, you know, possibly die. But Prime's like, oh, silly humans. They don't know how to deal with any gravity. <laughs> but we're left with a second uh, path on this uh, choice. So now we're getting deep into my ability to uh, go back and try to cover all this crap. Uh well, our cho choices are Optimus Prime should help the townspeople turn to page 34. Autobots go straight to Decepticon base, turn to page 6. We're going to say screw the humans, and we're going to mark that. And we're going to go fight some Decepticons on page 6. So we're on page 6. Uh, they go straight for the base, and uh, the the, the anti-grav isn't affecting them too bad, but then it uh, drops. Uh, Beachcomber bounces into Cosmos. Uh, we get a really pet bad pun, which his book was, these books are great for. You know, the Autobots became serious now because of when gravity returns, because the gravity of the situation does not escape them. It's a, that, I mean, that's really, I mean, that's, that's, that's not even dad joke good. That's just bad. Uh, great picture here next to it. I absolutely love it. Cosmos is running into Beachcomber. Uh, he's got some stars around his head. I think I've seen that Peachcomber pose before. It, it, all of this is stock art. Uh, we have Wind Charger in the background, like doing a Haruken punch, I think. And Optimus Prime uh, is something that was sketched straight off his uh, G1 box art. Uh, it, it, it's glorious. And now the book tells us to turn to page 58. So Power Glide goes ahead as everyone's kind of getting their, their distance. He sees the Septicon base, and suddenly a, mis a concussion missile streaks past him, nearly hits him. It's thrust. They get in a uh, dogfight over the desert here. Uh, Power Glide manages to lock onto thrust. And we're left on a cliffhanger as he's... Thrust is taken completely off guard. Power Glide has him in the sights, flies closer and closer. And helpfully, it says, quick, turn to page 11. If you slowly turn, it might be a different outcome. So we continue the battle on page 11. Uh... Bustle, Laserbeak, Dirge, Ramjet, Thundercracker join in. The Optimus Prime and the Autobots are fighting back. Boom, boom, boom. we got a fight going on. Uh, Optimus is trying to aim on Dirge. Dirge is trying to fire. And Ramjet comes in to back him up. And we're, turned to we're told to turn to page 23. So here we get into one of the uh, the fun little subplots of this book I had forgotten about. Until I just reread it. I, I, like I said, I had all these books. And I, and I remember reading this one a lot. But I totally forgot about this little subplot. Uh... The Autobots manage to fight off the Decepticons. They turn tail and flee, and uh, these small voices, wow, that was exciting. They look down and see a small boy at their feet, which prompts Prime to say, how did you get there? 
So Optimus Prime sees no choice that he has to bring this young boy along here on page four. And because, uh, I mean, you know, taking him back into town is just, you know, it's just going to waste too much time. We better endanger this kid's life. After all, he did sneak into his uh, an access panel on his leg while they were in town. It sounds like Optimus really, really needs some security going on. What else is new? So they tell him to be quiet, and then suddenly the Autobots hear a loud voice. says, Autobots, stay where you are. The people of Earth are doomed. And now we're prompted to turn to page 59. The voice belongs to Megatron, who's using a Magna mic from the Septicon base. I don't know what kind of mic that is, but it sounds important. Probably better than my uh, mic I have using right now. Uh... He says we have a new gravity gun, better than the ones on Cybertron. We turn, we saw what it did to the town. We could do this even worse. We turn this up full full force. Everyone on Earth is going to float off into space. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, I would love to see the science behind this gun. This sounds pretty amazing, and breaks a lot of law of physics as we know it. Uh, Prime uh, asks what he's going to do. But, and Megatron says, uh, in, in exchange for not doing this, I want Optimus Prime. And we are forced to turn to page 39. So on to page 39, we have uh, Megatron continuing his demand for Optimus Prime. They're going to take him apart and use him for uh, all his power for uh, resources for the Decepticons. Uh, Prime's like, yeah, no way. I'm going to do that. But then again, entire population's up. What do I do? Little kid, uh, Buddy, decides, Oh, Optus Prime, i got a great crazy idea, but it'll work. Give them to yourself. And they're like, huh? So this leads us to another choice. Another bookmark in the road. Think the kid's crazy. Think it's crazy to listen to a kid. Turn to page 33. Think the kid has a good... If you think kids have good ideas, too, turn to page 8. Uh, very fun. Uh, you know, no-towing to the children audience. So, of course, I'm going to be a grumpy old adult and say it's stupid to listen to a kid. So I'm going to go to page 33 and we'll mark that again. We return. The Autobots decide, yep, we're not listening to you. So they get into battle formation and they charge the Decepticons. Uh, Megatron turns on the anti-grav and then we go to page 19. And, and because of our hubris, our recklessness, avoiding the townsfolk... Ignoring the young child, we get to a bitter end, and all life is being thrown off of Earth, including your block, it says. The beam just hit it. So, we've reached our first dead end, so we'll go back in reverse order and see what happens if we had listened to Buddy. So, they all, so in this case, the Autobots listen to Buddy's plan, and uh, Cosmos relays a message to Megatron, hey, we want the night to take it over. Megatron agrees. Next morning, Optimus Prime is out alone, interactive trailer mode, in front of the Decepticon base. The question is asked, has Megatron won? Well, has he? It says down on the subscript. Turn to page 68 to find out. We got a very cool uh, party here. The uh, Decepticons uh, start drinking uh, Energon. I'm assuming it's high-grade Energon, because they're holding them like beer mugs. Just, just, It's just wonderful. It's Soundwave and one of the... Uh, Jets, Seekers. And it turns out, Optimus Prime uh, pulled an old Trojan horse trick, which I guess Buddy had taught him. And the Autobots spring out surprise on the Decepticons, and now we are turning to page 9. So they catch the Decepticons off guard, and they are definitely drunk, except Megatron, who sounds the alarm, and more Decepticons start running. 
Wind Charger is going to go turn off the force fields around the base so the flyers can come in and other reinforcements. Wind Charger runs into a Decepticon drone, programmed only to kill or be killed, ask for a password. And if Wind Charger will find out what the password is right, we got to turn to page 67. And now we get to a fork in the road that is pure blind chance if you have gone down this path. Wind Charger knows at least two old Decepticon codes, one is Death Prime and one is Megatron is Supreme. Uh, first being 17 and the other one paying 26. So just in going in order here and making another mark, we're going to go with 17 and say Death Prime is his uh, password. Lo and behold, the password is correct. Uh, the force field goes down and suddenly power glide plastic holes through the base. The uh, turn, battle's turn for the Autobots. Prime leads the uh, Autobots into the courtyard to take out that anti-gravity gun. And now we're turning to page 14. The battle rages on as Buddy watches. A picture shows him standing next to uh, just, a, just an adorable, uh, pretty toy accurate power glide. And they're watching, just like they're watching Optimus Prime as he's going after the gun. Hook blasts him. And we are left suspenseful with an Optimus Prime will float away to space forever. But to find out, we need to move to page 70. This takes us to uh, Optimus Prime floating off into space. Everyone's busy watching Optimus Prime and Buddy sees a uh, lever marked horizontal control switched on. He wants to find out what happens he turns the lever off. However, Megatron spots him and is rushing towards him. So he has the choice to turn the lever or if he should run. I'm going to say he's a little coward and we'll mark this page. And we'll see what's going on on page 20. We get more shenanigans. Uh, Buddy runs between Megatron's legs. Hook swings in the gravity gun, shoots some Autobots, it hits Laserbeak's uh, own blast, and somehow this creates some kind of interdimensional rift, and Beachcomber begins to uh, go up into it, uh, and it is also a, uh, an animated, or a, uh, has an art with it. Uh, not the best drawn ones in here, it looks like a barely above a sketch, especially the naked and very generic Seeker they have in front. Spade 64, we get to another... Uh, Roadblock, whether or not they should follow Beachcomber and try to help him, or whether or not the, uh, they should stay and help the Autobots fight. And so that leads us between 50 and 51. Uh, we'll say they're going to go help the uh, Autobots. It's going to turn us over to 51. This is turned into... This, this, is, this may be the longest uh, storyline in here I've stumbled on. So yeah, we get another... Uh, <coughs> Uh, crossing the roads basically boils down to Buddy. Uh, whether or not he should wait for Optimus Prime to help him out, or whether he should get away while he can because he's going to be a lot slower than the other Autobots. We'll say he's going to wait for Optimus Prime because Optimus Prime is Buddy and he wants to help him. Here we have a moment I really, really remember. And I remember this drawing, page 54 and 55. Buddy uh, waits for Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime comes down. He's badly injured, so he has he en he enlists Buddy. To, uh, I know we see it. We get, we see Buddy very clearly in the picture. Uh, he looks almost kind of creepy, and he's holding one of Prime's legs. You know, just imagine a nine-year-old kid holding Prime's leg, which had to weigh 500 pounds. Uh, it's very bizarre, and it's asking us now to go to page 57. And here, uh, the final story path we will take. When the leg is fixed, Optimus Prime quickly grabs Buddy and runs fast as he can away from the anti-gravity gun. Kaboom! Tremendous explosion, half the base, bunch of Septicons, they got all disappear in a fiery blast. Uh, death count is up to, uh, I think we only got to six in this one. 
Ooh, that was close, says Buddy. It was Answers Optimus Prime, but it was worth the risk. Now the Septagons have one less weapon to threaten the people of Earth with. Buddy nods slowly in agreement. I would have really liked to try to hit every path in that book, but the way I'm going, that would be a very, very long episode. Uh, but there's other weird twists and turns, including many, many gruesome deaths, which these books would start to be uh, known for. But I think that's a good overall view of Desert Flight. Back over to you, Ant. And don't forget to catch Gabriel Owens on his channel on YouTube. Search it out, The Salty Cement. And let's uh, follow along on some of the paths not taken by Gabe. Uh, so starting back uh, a little earlier on, uh, so you have the option to help the floating townspeople, which uh, Gabe uh, passed on. And uh, it's a good idea because they were no use. Uh, everything is floating. The Decepticons attack, it was a trap, the Autobots are defeated, and the townsfolk are enslaved. Now, f moving a little further along uh, to the uh, password encounter. If you had flipped a Tails on the coin toss and used Megatron is Supreme as the password, uh, you would have been wrong. And at the drone that Windcharger had encountered uh, would have killed Windcharger and then all the rest of the Autobots would have died. Now we have a whole bunch of other options here that uh, we should cover. The anti-gravity gun as it is manned by Hook uh, Buddy uh, sneaks onto it and uh, gets seen by Megatron if you decide to uh, use that to shut off the horizontal control on it, uh, causes the gun to go uh, crazy as uh, Hook maxes out the power. This uh, blows up Megatron, and Buddy pulls the lever all the way down, which then saves the Autobots. Now, as Gabe had chosen to run, um, Buddy runs uh, to uh, Trax and Beachcomber, and uh, there's some stuff going on there with Laserbeak um, and a black hole. And uh, your choices with uh, Buddy and the black hole is to either go after Windcharger, oh, I'm sorry, is either to go after Beachcomber or stay and help. Now, if you go after Beachcomber, uh, Trax and Buddy go into the black hole. They travel three hours into the future. The Autobots are all either dead or captured, and you then surrender. Now, as Gabe mentioned, if you stay and help, Buddy needs to either decide whether or not to wait for Optimus Prime or run. And Gabe took the wait for Optimus Prime option uh, if he had decided to run, uh, you would be caught by Laserbeak. Optimus would shoot Laserbeak with the anti-gravity gun. Buddy would uh, begin to float up with Laserbeak before Laserbeak decides to drop uh, Buddy. Uh, and you would then be caught by Cosmos in his cockpit, and the Autobots would win. Now, there's a whole other set of outcomes here, and let's just dial this all the way back to uh, when Cosmos found the Decepticon base. Now, if you decided to have taken a closer look, uh, you will be attacked by Dirge and Buzzsaw and captured. Megatron will make a replica Cosmos that he will then fill with a bomb. And uh, Cosmos will then be tossed into a cell. Cosmos will pick the lock and intercept a message from Dirge, spotting the Autobot convoy Cosmos's communicator is damaged as Megatron sends in his fake. 
Uh, Cosmos tries to intercept, but both arrive at the same time. The real Cosmos sends a coded message to Optimus Prime. Can you figure it out? Um, why they didn't decide this by the two of the Cosmoses having a race is beyond me. Uh, we'll take the shorter route here. If you cannot figure it out, uh, Optimus will shoot the real Cosmos. The fake one will explode, vaporizing Optimus, Smokescreen, Beachcomber, Powerglide, Wheeljack, and Windcharger. Now, if you can determine who the fake Cosmos is, Prime will blow up the fake Cosmos. The real Cosmos uh, will report on the Decepticon plan. The Autobots will head towards the Decepticon base and get attacked by Dirge, Buzzsaw, and more. Smokescreen suggests uh, the notion of circling the wagons. Now, uh, the Autobots decide to uh, circle the wagons. Smokescreen will uh, cover them in smoke. The Autobots will attack from the smoke. And uh, Dirge's fear engines will begin to work on Beachcomber and Trax. From here, the Autobots decide they need to stop Dirge uh, and retain their advantage. If you order Cosmos to stop Dirge, he will take out Dirge and Thrust, but the Autobots will get caught in the anti-gravity gun. Optimus will take out Hook and reverse the power and shoot the Decepticons with the anti-gravity gun, making them extra gravity and uh, super heavy and unable to move. Now, if you decided to let Optimus Prime defeat Dirge, uh, or take a shot at Dirge, he will actually miss, and the Autobots will start to fall. With his dying shot, Optimus will take out Dirge. The bots rally and win, but Optimus is dead. Finally, if you decided not to circle the wagons, uh, you end up in a bit of a loop to another to an ending we already had. And that would be uh, the Autobots race across the desert. Smokescreen will get hit. Beachcomber will go to help him. And you get attacked by uh, Laserbeak and Buzzsaw. Beachcomber and Smokescreen realize that the anti-gravity gun is being used. And the next uh, page you end up on is when the Autobots are caught in the anti-gravity gun. Uh, which Optimus will take out with Hook and reverse the polarity and make things super heavy. And that, I think, is every option in the book. So there is Desert Flight. And finally, we're going to talk a little bit about book six here. Uh, Decepticon Poison. <laughs> Written by Judith Bauer Stamper. Uh, again, art by William Schmidt. And uh, this one... Uh, Judith Bauer Stamper, a children's author. Uh, not much on her, but she did write the uh, Bionic Commando book in the Worlds of Power video game series. Uh, and this Decepticon Poison book uh, for me is one that I totally remember having as a kid. Uh, I don't remember much about the story until now, uh, until reading it. But uh, the one thing I do remember is, one, reading it on my front porch in the summer uh, with, with my mom sitting next to me somewhere. And uh, and I do remember getting aggravated because I lost very quickly a few times uh, and, and not necessarily enjoying it and then realizing that uh, you could still go back and, uh, and do more. Uh, and once again, this features some really toyetic art uh, from William Schmidt. And it starts off... Uh, the Autobots receive a new shipment of fuel. Uh, Red Alert races in, saying he saw Ramjet flying away, 
and the Autobots who use the fuel all of a sudden can't transform back to their robot modes. Now we are faced with two choices here. We can have Perceptor find a cure for the fuel, or we can have Prowl, uh, Prowl's suggestion of planning an attack on the Decepticons. Uh, for this run, we'll start with Perceptor's choice of finding a cure. Uh, but the Autobots, they must wait for him to find this cure, and the Decepticons are fast approaching the base. Uh, Perceptor has an antidote, but he needs to test it out. Now, we can either, at this point, either give the uh, fuel as antidote, or burn the fuel, uh, the poisoned fuel, uh, to take down the Decepticons, hopefully poisoning them in the process. Uh, so we will uh, give the fuel as an antidote. Now, Perceptor must choose to give each Autobot that has taken the poison fuel one milliliter of antidote or two milliliters of antidote. Uh, if you go with the one milliliter of antidote, the Autobots who were poisoned get cured, and the Autobots are then left with a decision on how to deal with this oncoming Decepticon attack. Sunstreaker recommends that they attack head-on, while Prowl recommends uh, that they play possum and lure the Decepticons into the base. Now, if you go with Sunstreaker's plan, uh, the Autobots who attack Megatron, who are at full strength, they fall to Megatron's fusion cannon. The low-fuel Autobots, who haven't refueled, uh, they save the day and retreat back to base uh, and fend off the attack, the Decepticons flee, but the Autobots are damaged. And that is the end of that tale. If you had played Possum, uh, Megatron thinks he is one, and then all the Autobots are dead. Uh, they transform and surround Megatron and win, and that's the end of that story. Now, running backwards a little bit, if we go two milliliters of fuel... The healed Autobots are healed momentarily, but then their limbs start falling off. Uh, it's basically start breaking at the joints. Uh, it is the probably f closest fictional thing I've seen so far to gold plastic syndrome. Uh, the Decepticon attack is imminent, and the book fears for your safety. Uh, and that is basically all of the antidote-related endings. Now, if we decided to burn the fuel... Uh, and get that poison into the Decepticons. Uh, what happens is the Autobots bring the fuel outside. They wait for the Decepticons. Jazz uses his flamethrower, uh, which is really cool to see. Uh, the Decepts become poisoned. Ramjet crashes. Starscream begins to melt. Uh, Frenzy, uh, the blue one, and Laserbeak uh, attack, and I think they're jets in this book. Um, uh, not only are they jets, but I think they're also full-sized, at least in uh, Judith Bauer's Stamper's mind, whereas William Schmidt is still drawing them properly. And this plan defeats the Decepticons, and the poisoned Autobots are healed. Now, dialing it all the way back to our first choice, uh, Prowl, with his full-on attack. Um, so, the attack group is Prowl, Bumblebee, Optimus, and Mirage. They plan to uh, infiltrate Decepticon headquarters. Sparkplug uh, helps out by bringing uh, the last of the Autobots' fuel reserves to power them up. 
the Autobots find out that the Decepticons have poisoned uh, the woods around a lab that they've been using in the woods to develop the poison. Now, the Autobots have two options. They can enter uh, to the lab together or send in Bumblebee, the espionage expert, by himself. If you enter together, uh, you get caught by Laserbeak, who then gets shot by Optimus Prime. The uh, lab, you find out, is filled with slime and green mutant rats. Uh, And inside of the lab, the Autobots find an antidote. Mirage uses his illusion ability, again, to uh, cast himself as Laserbeak, who presumably is not a bird, uh, but a person walking around. Uh, We find out that his illusions only work for six minutes. Uh, He uses the illusion to grab the antidote and secure uh, that for the Autobots with three seconds left, and he overhears Starscream and Ramjet's plans. Their plan is to poison the water and enslave the humans. Now, what do the Autobots do? Do they go back to headquarters with the cure and then attack at full strength with the full team or act now? If you go back to headquarters, uh, you find that the Autobots are almost dead. Uh, The antidote works, though, and Sparkplug has found more fuel to give the rest of the Autobots. Now you're left with uh, a choice as to where to fight the Decepticons. You could take the battle to them, at their lab in the woods or head over to the reservoir and try to stop them there. If you start at their lab, you find poison tanks. Now, you don't know exactly what to do with the poison tanks, and there's some debate to this. You could use wind chargers magnets to uh, lift the poison tanks or have an all-out assault on the lab. If you lift the tanks using wind chargers magnets, he will then pass them off to Prowl, who will shoot holes in them with his acid pellet gun. Uh, And then Jazz will ignite them with his flamethrower. Finally, Warpath will shoot a shell into the lab, destroying it, and the Autobots win. I really like that ending because it uses all sorts of tech spec abilities uh, on there. Now, if you go with the all-out attack... uh, the Autobots will destroy the lab with the help of Brawn, Ironhide, Hound, and Twin Twist. And there's actual Twin Twist art within this book, and it's pretty sweet-looking drawing. And uh, I will do my best to post that to the social media for this account. But uh, if you don't want to wait, uh, find the Decepticon Poison uh, entry on tfwiki.net. Uh, the photo is there as well. And that's uh, those endings there. But if you decide to go to the Reservoir... The Autobots uh, find that the Decepticon jets are already in the air. Uh, The Autobots are sitting ducks as they head to the reservoir. Now, you have two options here. You can send up Power Glide as a decoy to lure the Decepticons away. Or you can cut your engines and figure out something else. Sending Power Glide up uh, has him encounter Frenzy, the blue one. uh, And he shoots him down. Unfortunately... Frenzy is carrying two bottles of the poison and crashes into the reservoir. The water becomes poisoned, the humans become enslaved, and that is the end of our tale. If you decide to cut the engines, the Autobots then transform and hide in a forest that is nearby. Uh, They attack from cover, but Megatron regroups. He kills Blue Streak Hound and Mirage. Prime 
shoots down the planes carrying the poison, the Autobots win the long battle. Now, let's dial back a few spots. Uh, so, back to when the Autobots had heard Ramjet and Starscream's plans to enslave the humans. If you decided, instead of going back to headquarters, to just act now, you're presented with two options. To either blow up the poison or take out the Decepticons at the base. If you blow up the poison, the poison explodes and it knocks you out as well. The Autobots on hand are then captured and the story is over. If you take out the Decepticons uh, at the base, Ramjet and Starscream are defeated and uh, the Autobots destroy the lab. Finally, one more set of options we did not uh, go through and that is if the Autobots at the outset of finding the lab sent in Bumblebee by himself. Now, if you send in uh, Bumblebee by himself, he will sneak past a sleeping Laserbeak. He will find the antidote, but he will also get caught by Laserbeak. Now, Bumblebee has two options. He can run, or he can stop, as Laserbeak tells him to do. If he runs, he escapes out to Optimus Prime, the Autobots escape, and all of the Autobots are cured. If he does not stop, Laserbeak takes back the antidote, shoots Bumblebee to interrogate him, and he does not talk. And we are left with Laserbeak torturing Bumblebee uh, and the story wrapping up there. And the results kind of left to your imagination. And that will do it for another episode of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli. You can find this podcast wherever you enjoy podcasts. Uh, so if you're listening on iTunes, you can also find us on Google Play, Stitcher, of course, on YouTube at youtube.com slash tfuinfo. Uh, I believe we are on Spotify now as well. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, Twitter uh, usually is the best place at tfu underscore info. You can also catch me on Facebook and Instagram. Username there is tfuinfo. Finally, if you like the show, please Either support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash tfuinfo, where uh, you can hear this show ahead of other people and be parts of lots of good things. If you don't want to help directly, you can help indirectly by using our Amazon links. Uh, tfu.info slash Amazon will take you to amazon.com and anything you buy from that point on, uh, Amazon will send us a little bit of change back. Lastly, don't forget, we have New York Toy Fair coming up. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, you should do so right now. YouTube.com slash TFU info. We will be there live, uh, presumably. <laughs> uh, we have not gotten our annual invite yet, but uh, I'm expecting that real soon. Covering all the new and latest from Hasbro's pre-Toy Fair event. Next time on the show, we are at episode... 49 we're climbing through 1986 and it is time to meet the cast it'll be a special video edition so again if you want to subscribe to that youtube channel you should do so uh, as soon as possible special video edition of the show where we will meet the cast of the 1986 movie transformers the movie till next time i'm anthony bracali the website is www.tfu.info see you